what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello and welcome to Stepping Up Service. I'm Alan Jackson and alongside me, Ed Gagnon with Customer Service Solutions. Ed, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing, Alan? Doing fine. Good. Doing fine. Good to see you again. And uh, we wanted to spend a little bit of time on this particular episode of Stepping Up Service talking about the idea of social media customer service. Now, just to kind of preface this a bit, in the episodes past, we've had uh, three episodes so far, and in each of them, we've mentioned a little bit of the impact of social media and online relationships that people have with businesses and organizations, and how that is having an impact on how we need to be viewing customer service. But I thought this would be a good time for us to talk very specifically about just the idea of social media customer service. What is it? What does it mean? What, is, what do organizations need to keep in mind when dealing with this? Uh, is it for everyone? Should it be the only kind of customer service you run? All those kind of ideas that we can talk about. So with that, Ed, I'm really just going to kind of jump right to it and ask you point blank. When we say social media customer service, the, the, even the acronym, the SMCS, what are we talking about? What, what, what does that mean to a business when they hear social media customer service? Okay, and, and uh, that, that's a good question, especially in terms of making sure we're, we start this conversation from the same point in time. I'm not going to uh, do what I tell my, my daughter not to do. I'm not going to define it using the words. I'm not going to say it's customer service and social media. That's, <laughs> that's a little too wow. easy. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's convenient. So uh, let, let's kind of break it down a little bit. First, social media, obviously, uh, when people think of that, they think of the Facebooks of the world. Well, you have 750 million users. They're using their smartphones, are computers are engaging back and forth or Twitter, the 140 character uh, social media communication vehicle. There's LinkedIn, which is more B2B, business to business type communications. But when you think about uh, what social media is in particular, uh, it's just a way to get your message out as a company. It's from a customer's perspective, a way to to ask questions, to learn, or to share your own communications on it. Um, you know, it's something that, from the business perspective, social media is something that might be a little bit more time consuming than heavy cost consuming. You're typically not having to uh, build buildings to deliver customer service via social media. Um, it's kind of a combination of customer service and PR and marketing and sales and engagement of your customers. I mean, that, that's a lot of what social media is in more of a general uh, uh, perspective. From uh, that same perspective, what is social media not? I mean, social mm -hmm. media is not necessarily something that's going to be the same five years from now that it is today. Okay. okay? So when All you right, think about point. social media customer service, don't think I'm going to put something in place and this is going to live uh, in this form for the next five years. It is something that you're going to have to build. It's going to have to be pretty flexible. So what you're saying is don't, let's not assume that, well, when we say social media customer service, obviously that means responding to Facebook comments and responding to Twitter posts. It's not that specific. A concept is something that is going to emer evolve over time more than likely. It's more the matter of it because it is like it says social media. It's using some new forms of media to socialize with people that's more the mentality we need to have with it, I guess. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because that, that's basically the way social media has evolved over the mm -hmm. last few years. That's the way it's going to continue to evolve. It's going to change. So that, that forces companies to think, I need to be flexible in my approach to social media. I need to have certain structures in place, certain parameters, but I can't get locked into social media is all about Facebook. Mm -hmm. Social media is all about Twitter. You know, Social media is all about taking a recipe and using that recipe, and that recipe is going to work five or ten years down the road because social media just changes 
too much. Sure. Okay? When, okay. when you think about social media, um, it, it is not the only way of communicating with customers. So when we start talking about social media customer service, we're not suggesting that uh, your approach should be one that enables you to eliminate other forms of customer service necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, so social media, those are a little bit of what it is and what it is. When you think about customer service, a lot of times uh, a good way to think about it is that if, if a customer forms their opinion of your organization based on the attitudes of the employees and their knowledge and skills and processes that they have to experience and then the product itself, customer service is those first two components. It's the attitude within which with which you're delivering that service to the customer. It's the processes that you use that your customer experiences as well. So when you're talking Mm -hmm. about social media customer service, it's conveying the right attitudes, the right knowledge, being very skillful, having efficient processes to meet a need. You're just doing it through social media avenues. You're doing it through the Facebooks, the Twitters, the MySpace, or the uh, LinkedIn's of the world. So, okay, so so if I'm listening to that and I – have a small business and I'm, I'm uh, selling goods and services online. Yes. And if I think to myself, okay, well, all I've got to do is watch my Facebook page and watch my Twitter feed and just see what people respond to. And as long as I respond to those issues, it's okay. What it sounds like you're telling me is that this is just a layer on top of the whole customer service experience that that whole process still needs to be in place and it can't be ignored just because you think, well, as long as I watch things online and respond to people that make a comment, I'm okay. If the process is not strong, if the delivery, if the um, sales expectations, if the manner in which it's handled from a processing standpoint are not there, social media, whether you're good at responding to social media or not, it's not going to do anything for you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you, you could have a situation where somebody calls you on the phone and and there's a defective product. Okay. You need to have certain back office processes to, to handle returns, to handle shipping out new products. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody could walk into your store and there's an issue with a product and you have to have certain back office functions that handle that as well. Well, just like with social media, it's not just a matter of chatting. When you're talking about social media customer service, maybe you're engaging the customer, maybe you're having that dialogue with them, but at some point, in order to address a lot of the issues that come up, you have to have those same back office kind of functions, those same uh, uh, ways, methods of actually resolving an issue, of actually uh, providing some kind of compensation if something goes wrong or do some investigations. A lot of that back office Mm -hmm. functionality needs to tie into social media, just like it ties into the phone, just like it ties in to the on-site visits. So anybody thinking that, well, customer service through social media is just uh, thanking people when they pay you a compliment and telling them you're sorry when something goes wrong – is that's just the very, very surface level. There has to be a whole system in place behind the scenes or else that's kind of a meaningless activity to engage in anyway. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And just to kind of add on that, just think about just saying thank you or or just saying I'm sorry if somebody walks in with an issue or a need. Um, Somebody calls you on the phone with an issue or a need. Somebody sends you an email with an issue or a need. There's more to customer service than the touchy-feely things. And same thing when you're delivering it through social media. There's more to social media customer service than the touchy-feely responses that you're providing. Well, Ed, do you think – and we have talked in, in, in our first couple of episodes about what all is really involved in, in customer service. And I think we've made that point a couple of times, which I think is something we ought to make every episode. Customer service is not just the touchy feely stuff. And if right. that's all you focus on, 
it's an up it's an uphill battle. It's just not going to solve your problems or or make your business as successful as it could be. But let's say somebody does say, you know what, we feel like we've got a pretty good engine running behind the scenes. We now need to start looking at is social media and using it as an avenue for customer service. Is that a good move for us? So how would you advise them? I mean, do you think every business out there ought to be working on online social media from a customer service standpoint? Or is it not a fit for everybody? Or where, where does it fit in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And my initial response is it is definitely not for everybody. Okay. Uh, you don't want to jump into social media just like you would jump into any other communication vehicle with uh, what could be prospective customers or actual customers. You, you want to be a little bit more strategic about it, obviously. You want to say, first of all, are our customers even in social media? Mm-hmm. If they're not in social media, why do you want to go through the the exercise of creating this infrastructure to to monitor and respond to and proactively address uh, customers through social media? So, mm-hmm. so you want to be a little bit strategic in terms of understanding where are customers in the first place? Do they utilize? It? Especially if you're in a B two B kind of firm, business to business, you're going to see a lot fewer conversations going on about your business. If your customer is another business, sure. Uh, but if it's commercial business to, excuse me, if it's a, a consumer where it's B to C, then you're going to see a lot more activity typically in social media. So you want to understand where are your customers, what types of customers that you have. Uh, you want to try to get a feel for. Um, do I have the infrastructure to really provide great service via social media? It's not something where, <laughs> if you want to provide social media customer service, it's not something where you say, well. You know, once a week, somebody needs to look at it. And what what did you see going on? And I mean, that's just like in customer service. Customer service, if there's an issue, you need to respond quickly. You you need to be able to resolve issues quickly. That's very important in long-term customer retention. So you have to have uh, the same kind of resources uh, strategically um, set aside, dedicated to monitoring and responding to social media. I think that's a great point. And actually something I do on my, with, with my business as well is we, we advise a lot of people on how to use social media to market, promote their business, but we advise the same thing. Don't get into it. If it's not something you can dedicate ongoing time to, because the worst thing that I can imagine that would happen is you just say, all right, we yes, we're going to use Facebook and we're going to set up uh, our pages and we're going to invite customers to give us feedback and talk on that page. And then you don't go check it for two weeks. And all of a sudden, all these conversations are happening or comments are being posted and you've lost control of it at that point. Right. That's actually probably worse than having the Facebook page in the first place is to have one that you don't engage in and use and monitor regularly. Right. right. Because so. you're, you're basically setting an expectation with the customer when you engage them and you set up that page or you set up that, that service mm-hmm. where you can get online via social media customer service. So if you're setting this expectation with the customer – and then you're not actually meeting that expectation. There have been studies that have shown in any kind of customer service, 40% of dissatisfaction is because customers' expectations were not met. You didn't do the bare minimum mm-hmm. of what they expected or you're overpromised and underdelivered. So that would be a perfect example of, hey, you know, everybody's out there in social media. We need to be out there in social media. Let's create social media customer service. Let's figure out how to use Facebook or Twitter to do that. You set it up, you monitor it for a couple of weeks, it kind of falls by the wayside. And meanwhile, you have a lot of customers that, that wanted that or they expected that um, and they expected a certain level of service through that medium. Now they're not getting it. Now they're ticked off and you've actually done something that's hurt the organization. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk a couple of ex- specifics for a minute, because although I would assume that probably most people that we talk to, they understand the broad concept of social media, but maybe let's talk a couple of specifics. What are we seeing either some industries, some types of businesses do and using what platforms to handle their customer service expectations? I mean, you mentioned kind of setting up a, a program or a process. I mean, what, what, what would that entail? Uh, well, there's a couple ways to to really think about the monitoring aspect of um, social media customer service. One is where you can get out front, you can brand your customer service. You can think of Zappos, for example. They're, right. They are a big, prominent player on Twitter with Zappos customer service, uh, and they will have individuals who start tweeting. Um, they've branded it such that, you know, it's Zappos service. They will use their name. They sound excited. You know, they've obviously been trained in how to, how to write tweets in such a way that it seems very positive, very effective. They have a strategy when one person's coming off shift, they literally say, Hey, they tweet out, I'm going off shift right now. So-and-so's, uh, going to be taking care of you. She's great. You know, this sort of thing. So there's a positive handoff and, and it's really proactive Uh, very specific in Twitter for that example, but they branded it, they use it, they've trained people on how to appear enthusiastic in print, and they're trying to be proactive with customers. Hmm. You have other organizations, and and even though this particular industry is not typically known for great customer service, that there's a lot of organizations in in the cable industry, for example, some telecom, that actually have done a good job of trying to engage uh, their, their residents, their customers via... Um, social media. And and the way that they're doing it is they are looking at social media and they're saying, okay, uh, we have people talking about us on on Facebook. We have people tweeting about us on Twitter. We have people making all these conversations out there. And a lot of them are complaints. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you might have even mentioned in in one of our previous podcasts about a horror story relating to, I don't know if that was a cable company or uh, telecommunications. A friend of mine had an issue relating to a cable company and they tweeted out that they hadn't shown up yet as well. I think somewhat similar to yours. Mm -hmm. And, And these people... Uh, within these different telecom and cable organizations, they are sitting there monitoring. They're looking at computer screens, and any mention uh, of their particular company, of any particular issue, they jump on it quickly. And oftentimes, they are proactively engaging customers who, while they're tweeting, are probably sitting on hold for 30 or 40 minutes. And, And since they're sitting on hold and their frustrations are building up, when, when these social media monitoring organizations are seeing these issues, they're proactively engaging those customers, hopefully getting them offline uh, right. before the negative tweets continue and trying to handle that in a, in a quick manner. So I'm trying to visualize this. This sounds like the kind of business where you have you know, a lot of sales or a lot of support activity going on. So yep. this may be a good application for a larger business that is doing uh, online sales or doing like a, a service of some sort where they're visiting people, have appointments set up. So the idea is that you've got a position or a team watching, like you said, all those social media streams. They probably have some software or something that can help them filter and find things for certain keywords. Yes. So if someone mentions, you know, from my company, Jackson Group, it would flag and say, hey, somebody just mentioned your company on a Twitter stream you, you know, here's how you respond to them. Exactly. And that be a very kind of dynamic process, but that's something where you're looking for real time. You want to like catch people as they're posting those things and talk to them within just probably a few minutes of them having made that post. Yes. That, All right. So that's a pretty, you know, yes, for, for companies doing that kind of sales activity and support activity, 
it, it becomes a very engaging process for them. There's actually people dedicated to doing this. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, from right. their perspective, they look at it and they think, well, uh, again, it, it comes down to a couple things that they're trying to accomplish. One is retention. You know, you mm-hmm. have a much better chance of retaining somebody. Uh, if you know they have an issue, you resolve it quickly than if you don't know that they have an issue and, and it takes you a while to resolve it because they're waiting on the phone or whatever the case might be. So part sure. of it is retention. Part of it is just good customer service, responsiveness, meeting the needs. Part of it is your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know how quickly social media can be used to really eat at tear down a brand. I don't know if you recall, this might have been a year or two ago now, but there was a passenger, I believe it was a movie producer, director, Kevin Smith, I believe it was, uh, put out all these videos on YouTube (laughs) about his terrible experience. I think he was asked to leave a flight because he was too large. They said he was too large for the seat and they had him leave. And of course, he went on a tear online, just blog posts, Twitter, Facebook, everything, and just going nuts with it. Exactly. And so that damages the brand. Mm -hmm. There's a financial impact to having your brand uh, damaged in that sort of a very public way, very viral kind of way. So, I mean, there's a brand reputation uh, protection that you're looking for as well through some of this social media customer service activity. Well, let me let me interrupt you just for a second because that, that brings up an interesting example. All right, let's say let's say I am Kevin Smith. Let's say that this experience happened to me. All right, I get told while I'm boarding this flight that you know as I sit down I can't fit in the seat. You know I'm too large for the seat and I'm going to have to either buy another seat and if the plane's booked up, which I think was the case, mm-hmm. I'd have to wait for another flight. Okay. So at that point, what could the airline have done to stave off that social media outburst by him? Because, you know, I'm not necessarily advocating, or I don't think you are too, that a company needs to change its policies or be less restrictive on certain things just to appease every customer that comes in the door. Correct. But at the same time, you know, you do have a PR nightmare with that when somebody that prominent in society goes on a tear talking about it. What do you do? What what could they have done from minute one when that happened to avoid it turning into that social media nightmare for them? Well, it, this gets back to just good core customer service, a technique that we teach in training. It's something that you can use face-to-face on the phone via email and now via social media. But it's a te- technique that talks about how do you say no? You know, mm-hmm. how do you deliver bad news? And there's okay. several different pieces to it. I won't go through the technique as a, uh, in detail. But essentially what you want to do is you want to, first of all, uh, try to explain why you're having to – to, to not allow the person to do what they want to do. Some people can accept no a little bit easier if they understand the rationale behind it. You know, it's an objective reason. It's applied consistently throughout the organization. Uh, it's one of those situations where uh, you want to be able to say no to the individual in such a way that, that they understand it and they don't feel like they're being picked on. Well, gotcha. if it was your buddy, you know, that would be a situation where you would let them go through. But since it's me, uh, you know, you're picking on me. Sure. So you want to explain why. You want to understand what their ultimate goal is. You know, sir, I know you really want to get to Topeka, Kansas as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. Uh, you try to empathize with them. You know, I, I can see how frustrating this is. I, I, I know uh, th- this is not how we typically do business, so I'm very sorry. So you're going through this process of somewhat service recovery, somewhat how do you say no, and then you're leading them to an alternative. Okay. Well, what happened apparently was there was a lack of empathy, a lack of understanding. The blame, to some extent, was put on the customer 
Denver, okay. which when you start doing that, that'll yeah. send up a lot of red flags. So th- there are a whole bunch of things that, that typically you should not do when you're in service recovery mode. You're having to say no and offer alternatives. There are a lot of things that, that they shouldn't have done that they did. Okay. And that can stave off the complaint, whether that complaint's a letter to the CEO or a series of 20 to 25 different videos on YouTube, yeah, which is exactly. what happened here. All right. I actually made a note to myself because I think that's going to be a good future topic is how to say no. Yes. I think that's something that we all struggle with. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're B2C, business to business. How do you say no and still maintain that customer service mentality that you're trying to keep? So I've got that as a note. I think that's a good topic to keep in mind for a future episode. Okay, great. Now, you were describing kind of this, this really aggressive model of monitoring your social media exposure online and yes. how to respond to it quickly. Let's, let's flip the coin a little bit and look at a business that doesn't have that massive online sales activity and they're not, you know, out there visiting people's homes. Maybe it is a business to business. Maybe it is a, a little more of an exclusive type of business to consumer relationship where it's not where I can't imagine they would have dedicated people for a small business sitting there watching 24 hours a day to see when their business is being mentioned on social media. So what could you do for a small business where you still want to manage that that exposure. You still want to manage that relationship, but it doesn't have to be minute to minute. What what could be done there? Well, actually, the, the same strategy applies. You still need to have dedicated resources. You still need to monitor the same things. You still need to, in our model of relationship management with clients, you still need to be proactive in, in mm-hmm. what you do in social media. But the timing of it is what changes slightly. You know, if okay. you think about a cable company where they have hundreds of thousands or literally millions of customers. If there are some tweets out there that are negative, uh, there are literally tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of their customers that could be reading that information fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. If you're a small business, 95% of your business is through your storefront, 5% is through the internet, uh, you have a group of customers, maybe there's something negative out there about you. Uh, There's Even if there's some tweets it's not like 100% of your client base uh, is going to end up seeing those tweets in the next hour. Okay, You're not going to have thousands of people seeing those tweets. So if you think about the scale of it, um, the timeliness of response, it still needs to be there, but it doesn't need to be as immediate in terms of having dedicated resources, looking every minute uh, at, at those different social media mediums. So what you want to do is you want to set up certain time frames, even if it's just twice a day. I'm going to look at social media. I'll look for the hashtags. I'll look at Facebook postings. I'll do my searches and mm-hmm. and use those different tools. And I'm going to go through this, a similar strategy that the other organizations would do, the much larger organizations. But I'm going to do it twice a day, devote 15, 20 minutes twice a day to, to social media monitoring. And I have my plan in place to respond, uh, whether it's responding to something negative, responding to something positive, being proactive about something. And in most cases, if you look at other forms of communication, particularly telephone and email. There have been studies that have shown if you are responding to telephone messages, to email messages within about six business hours, then then you are considered a highly responsive organization. Or if you're a person doing that, you're a highly responsive individual. Now, that might not seem very quick in this day and age of uh, of sending emails and instant messaging. Mm-hmm. But, but if you consistently are responding to messages, therefore, within four hours, four business hours to, to some complaint or some issue or some need that goes out, that will, for the vast majority of the people throughout the U.S., that will be considered pretty responsive. Okay. So as a small business, don't feel like you have to be there every second. Right. You don't have the resources to do that. But if you can set aside 
twice a day, four hours apart, 15 to 30 minutes at the most to monitor social media, respond as appropriate, or send proactive messages as appropriate. Uh, for those that percentage of your clients that are social media savvy and they are engaging you via social media, you're going to be considered a responsive individual. Interesting. Okay, so really a small business doing you know moderate sales activity or, or so, spending a few minutes every day, maybe sporadically at different times throughout the day, can do what those large banks of social media managers were doing for a much larger national company doing exactly. thousands of transactions. Uh, we can accomplish that for a small business with just a few minutes a day. Yes. As long as it's dedicated, we know what we're looking for. We're looking for either our company name or one of our service products names. And we know how to respond to it if we see something where somebody posted a complaint or somebody praised us. You know, yes. we, we know how to do that. So. Exactly. Okay. Now, I would imagine that there are probably, and I know of myself, a couple services or firms that probably could do this for companies, too, if they chose to. Where sure. They said, you know, I don't have any time to do this. I know I need a social media presence and I need to be managing my, my uh, online presence, but I don't have time. Or I don't know how to do it, or I don't feel like I'd be very good at it. So, yeah, there's probably firms, services, and even some software products that can help you do that as well. So, yes, definitely. Yeah. And, and if you wanted to do it on your own in a simple fashion, you could pull up something like TweetDeck to monitor okay. Facebook and Twitter postings and LinkedIn postings and monitor uh, search strings or hashtags, for example. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there are firms that you can go to. I know that there's firms, for example, that will monitor uh, – social media for celebrities yeah. and they are literally on an ongoing basis just like a cable company monitoring themselves they are monitoring these celebrities and seeing if there's any information out there inaccuracies negative information or positives uh, as well and they can monitor so it's okay to outsource it uh, but just like uh, organizations that outsource call centers there are certain things you want to do. Sure. I mean, you want them to understand what your process is if an issue arises and how you want it to be handled. Um, there are certain expectations in terms of the messaging you convey, the tone you convey uh, throughout uh, your communications, the outsourced vendors' communications with the customers as well. Are they going to immediately respond on your behalf, or are they just going to send you instant messages or c mm -hmm. contact you when these types of issues r arise, and it's up to you to actually do the responding? So you need to come up with agreements with them, because if they are responding on your behalf, they are you right. to the okay. customer. Um, so it really is like any other outsourcing service you're talking about, where if the minute you say you're going to outsource this, social media management, call center, or anything else like that. It's the same dangers you run into. They are representing you. Yes. So really make sure if you decide to go the route of outsourcing it, that you've gotten all those those details worked out where you just know this person's going, this group is going to represent me. They're going to respond in this way or, or notify me in this way or, or whatever it may be. Exactly. Right. Okay. Good. Interesting. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Let's say that a company has a social media strategy for monitoring and responding in place. All right, I'm just going to, I'll just use my company, for example. If here at the Jackson Group, let's say I've, 
I feel like I've got somebody who is a couple times a day watching Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and they know what to search for and they know how to respond to it. At that point, do we just sit around and kind of wait and hope that if people do have a problem, they find us online? Or do you encourage companies to be very proactive and just basically go out there and say, we want to hear from you. Here's where you can find us. How do you temper that? I mean, right. And that's a great question. Some of that is just with your organization strategy. Is this something where you are looking at it and you're saying, you know, we, we, want to grow our social media oriented business. We want to grow our online presence. um, And part of growing the online presence and the revenue through those means uh, is to engage more often through social media. Then yes, you want to have a very uh, outward branded, well-marketed social media presence. And Mm -hmm. and everybody, all your customers are hearing that, hearing about it through other non-social media channels, and you're trying to drive them there. Or maybe it's a situation where your cost of interacting with clients is something you want to reduce. On a cost per unit basis, it's a lot cheaper to field calls and issues and deal with them via social media than it is if they're constantly walking into your store. So you're Mm -hmm. trying to drive them there because of that. In other cases, you might look at it and say, you know, we need to be out there because some of our customers are out there, but that's not really strategically where uh, we want to focus our efforts. So we're going to have a presence. We'll check the systems a couple times a day. We're not going to be big on branding. We're not going to drive some of our on-site patrons to the web or to social media. We're going to try to keep with the bricks and mortar as our uh, as what we hang our hat on, but we need to be out there in social media. Sure. So you, you don't market it as much. You don't brand it as much. You don't try to drive customers from other channels into social media. I see. Now, now you have a great point that you made about proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they think social media, they think uh, reactive when they think social media customer service. You have other folks who, when they think social media, they think you need to get into it to generate revenue, to generate new customers. So you have these two differing philosophies in social media. It's to serve, react, respond, or uh, it's to actually uh, garner new customers. Our philosophy in social media customer service kind of bridges the gap between those two. We think you need to have, uh, in terms of serving customers, uh, a very good monitoring system in place where you are responding to messages that are out there. Maybe you're responding to complaints and mm-hmm. you're running it through your service recovery process. Maybe you're responding to inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, they, I, I called up this particular organization and, and they said they don't do refunds. Uh, can, can you believe that? that they, they won't give me my money back mm-hmm. on this particular activity. Well, that's an inaccuracy. So you need to have a presence there to correct that misinformation. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe it's a positive. Yeah, you, you're hearing things, you know, I, I went to visit this store or, you know, I've seen some new videos on Jackson Group Interactive and they're fantastic. You want to retweet that. You want to mm-hmm. thank them for it. It gets another message out there. It's from your customer. So it has credibility. Um, so you want to have that reactive uh, part of your social media customer service strategy in place to respond to issues, respond to inaccuracies, respond to positives. But you also want to be proactive. Mm-hmm. I mean, organizations that really get it about social media customer service understand that, hey, I have an opportunity here to control a little bit of my messaging to existing customers. I have a group of customers that wants to be out engaging my business in social media, so I need to learn more about them. We always say that the one of the most important suppliers to your business should be your customers. They need to be supplying you with the information that you need 
to best meet their needs, to best retain them, to best grow business with them. So organizations that are great at social media customer service should not only have that good reactive monitoring system in place, but they need to have a 12-month touchpoint plan, just like we talk about with our pro sports clients in that last podcast, just like mm-hmm. we talk about with other organizations where multiple times throughout the, the month, throughout the year, we're sending proactive messages out. Here's information of value to all of our social media clients on what you can learn from us, how you can best utilize different services out there to meet your needs, or here's some different marketing-oriented communications or doing surveys and polls through social media so you can learn more and more about exactly who is engaging us in social media. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like at the core level, everybody who decides to get into social media customer service, they have to be reactionary. That level has to be covered. If you're not reacting to what's going on online, then it's a wasted effort and you're probably doing yourself more damage. Exactly. But then you can choose to be also go a little more proactive with it where you want to promote yourself as being online and being available as a resource. But I also understand what you're saying about some firms maybe not wanting to be quite branded as, hey, talk to us on Twitter or we'll respond to you as much. That may not be their style. So it's more of a matter of they have it out there and they're reacting to it when they need to, but they're not going to bang a drum out there about, hey, file your complaints with us on Twitter or talk us up on Twitter type of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you have that balance. Some are very proactive, some are reactive and and, and some kind of are out there because they know they need to be out there, but they're not out there really strategically. Yeah, I see. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's not where they feel like their business needs to be that quite that prominent on the social media side, that's fine. Yes. But you still need to watch that reactionary side and make sure that there's not a lot of stuff going on online about you that you don't have any control over. Right, because yeah. there could be inaccuracies. You have an event coming up and, and the mm-hmm. date's wrong, the time's yeah. wrong, and all sure. of a sudden people are showing up and they're ticked off at you even though it was misinformation from a potential customer. They, yeah. you, you have uh, people who are m- making compliments about you online. You want to make sure that those compliments are heard by as many of your customers as possible. If there's issues, you want to resolve it instead of some negative thing being said, being turned into, hey, this is reality about this company. You want to be able to address those issues. So, okay. Well, we already talked about one of these these uh, possible pitfalls with social media uh, customer service, but uh, that being that you don't check it often enough. And if somebody does post a complaint on a Facebook page or a Twitter account, and it goes for a week without any response, that's a problem. That's a pitfall. But are there some other pitfalls that people need to be aware of or some some drawbacks to social media customer service, things that can come back and kind of kick in the tail end before you realize it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great question. Because a lot of organizations, when they think about social media customer service, they think, oh, that is this department – uh, and they're going to take care of that, and, and that's what their goal is. But but that department or whatever it is that's off to the side uh, is implementing or should be implementing policies that are going across throughout the organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's one of the situations where the people who are interacting with customers via social media, they need to understand the policies. They need to understand the internal working processes just like everybody else. There needs to be that link to the back office, essentially. Mm -hmm. If there's not that link, then you're going to have people responding via social media who are responding to try to put a smile on the person's face, maybe making promises that the back office Uh, can't deliver, and then the follow-through breaks down. You know, you could also have situations where people are not necessarily trained well in social media customer service. Customer service is not, uh, via social media, is not going out and saying, OMG, 
LOL. That's hilarious. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people don't know what that means. Right. It's not professional. Sure. Uh, it's not purely uh, providing uh, responses via social media. I mean, it's kind of like when we do training on uh, email business writing. Yes. You know, it's not just a matter of responding to an email where somebody requests something and you respond back. That cannot be done. Right. Okay, that might be very true, yes. but if you say that cannot be done in an email and tone is very difficult to convey in an email and tone is very difficult to convey via social media, then that correct message could be taken very, very negatively. So you need to have the people who are actually responding or proactively sending the messages trained on how do you actually communicate in writing wow. and, and how do you do that in such a way that it makes the organization look credible, professional, and positive. You know, that's, that's an interesting point. Uh, because we actually talked in another podcast about leadership practices, and one of them being the written word, talking about uh, leader, leadership uh, skill sets when dealing with written documents like emails and how you need to really watch the, the words and what the messages are and how people can misinterpret it. The difference there is that's normally a one-to-one -one dialogue. Right. Social media, you get somebody put a Twitter post out there responding to someone's question in a very unprofessional manner. You've not just possibly frustrated the one person you were responding to, but everybody online who could see it. Exactly. So all of a sudden you've got a much larger issue and a much stronger attention that needs to go into those written words. Cause it's not just a one-to-one -one dialogue you're having with somebody. This is a one-to-many dialogue, uh, uh, in that sense. So that's right. That's and, a very good point. And if there's something negative, you know, that, that can really, or, or something outrageous that can really uh, turn on the juices uh, of social media individuals and get them to retweet and, and jump on it. You think about Charlie Sheen, when he set up his Twitter <laughs> account, set all sorts yeah. of records for yeah, yeah. how quickly he got um, to a million followers. And yeah. it's not because he would just sit there and write poetry about everything that made everybody yeah. feel warm and fuzzy. It was yeah. a train wreck. Yes. And he, his, his presence kind of drove people to follow him. Well, if there's an issue and it's a train wreck or it's an example of some horrible customer service and it hits a certain chord with folks, that's going to go viral very quickly. And so the negatives can, can be taken, even if it was very innocent in terms of what the employee wrote when they tweeted yeah. back. Uh, if it's, if it's somehow taken negatively, it can really hurt your brand very quickly. Well, and, and on that same note, kind of going back to our Kevin Smith example earlier, I'm one of those guilty people that when I started to hear online through the news that this was happening, I started following Kevin Smith on Twitter just for a while to see there you what go. the mess was all about. So you're right. I mean, the minute if somebody hears a train wreck is happening, a lot of ears get perked up. A lot of people want to go. It's a simple button to say, I want to start following that person, see what they're saying about this company now. And that's not the kind of attention you want for that kind of thing. So exactly. You're right. It, it, the written word becomes a lot more dangerous. When you're talking about social media customer service, for sure. Yes. And, uh, and I do like your point, too, about not um, not posting or not making any social media messages that sound like a, a, a text message that a teenager might send to another one. Mm -hmm. uh, the abbreviations, the slang. You know, you are still dealing in a professional environment. You're still dealing with a wide variety of people. You can't assume that they're going to respond to certain messages certain ways just because they're online. We're kind of past that world now where it's not just the techies and the young people who are online using this stuff. We're in a much broader society now with that. Right. You can't assume that it's only 18 to 24 year olds using Twitter and knowing what all the abbreviations or the slang might mean. So that's a very good point there. Yeah. Yeah. You have to communicate in a way that it's going to positively impact your brand, positively impact that customer relationship. And that's a trick because a brand is something that is broad. It applies to the masses 
and then impacting that relationship is one to one. So, so there is a skill involved in effectively communicating via the written word. You mentioned Zappos as being a firm, a company, and we, I think we mentioned them in a previous podcast Probably. as well, being really good about that. And that was actually one of the first businesses I was turned on to seeing that social media customer service in action. I mean, I'm sure other companies were doing it before, but Zappos just got that that national attention for being so aggressive with that and yes. making sure that they are really responding. They've got the personality down pat. They've got the responses down pat. They're quick. Everything was on target. Are there a, other, a couple other industries or businesses that you feel like have really gravitated to using this as a tool? It's a good fit for them and it, it just kind of works for them? Um, well, that, that's a great question. I haven't found any industries uh, as a whole that are great at this. Like I mentioned, the telecom and cable industry, they use it a lot. It's very reactionary. Yeah. Um, and, and it's more fighting fires and to be quick and responsive because they're generally not considered quick and responsive. Sure. So trying to at least be effective in that particular area. Online retail, again, tries to do it. You have certain companies like Zappos that's very effective at it, but, you know, other organizations, uh, you know, they're, they're still using social media more from a marketing perspective, a branding perspective. We actually monitor several different businesses uh, online um, through, for, for one of our uh, sets of clients, a particular industry that we work with is economic development organizations that are trying to retain local employers. So we'll monitor uh, these uh, local employers for the economic development organizations. And what we're doing is we're going to the to the businesses' websites, uh, we're going to their Facebook pages, we're going to Twitter, looking at them on LinkedIn, uh, and we're looking for uh, examples of you know, where there might be a risk of job loss or, uh, you know, what they're thinking of doing strategically. And when we look at their Facebook pages and their Twitter accounts, it's all marketing, marketing, marketing. So a lot of online, uh, online retailers, when they think social media, they're still kind of in that mindset uh, of push, 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 market, market, market. Uh, and they're not necessarily, I'm not saying all, but, it, but a lot of them are in that mindset versus the mindset of relationship development with existing clients uh, of customer service mm-hmm. as well. Okay. So really it's, it's in certain industries, there are some businesses obviously that are doing really well with it, but there's still some and plenty of businesses out there that are either using it purely reactionary and just to put out those fires, which is kind of the bare minimum you want to do with it. Exactly. And, uh, but as a whole, it's kind of, it sounds like it's a lot more certain businesses are really doing it right. But it's not necessarily saying that an entire industry has got it under control either. So, right. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where if a um, customer service, if you have an organization that does it right, then that's an organization that thinks about it strategically. You know, mm-hmm. what is the vision for this organization as a whole? How does customer service fit into that? How does customer service fit into social media? They're kind of thinking down the chain and, and they're trying to align social media customer service with their organizational culture, their long-term vision, their goals and objectives. And, and how do I deliver great service via social media? Well, first I need to make sure I deliver great service when somebody walks in my door mm-hmm. and I understand right. what it is. I understand yeah. the back office functions and linking it together. So organizations that really get it about social media customer service really get it to start with about customer service in general. And this is just another avenue that we can go down to deliver the same great service that we deliver via other means already. Okay. So what I'm hearing kind of as a, a little bit of a summary here is, you know, yes, social media customer service is important for many businesses and industries. It is something that obviously has grown. It's not for everybody necessarily. It does depend on the business, whether this is something that you want to open your door and make this an avenue for customer service experiences. 
But once you do and you decide, yes, we are going to open it, you've got to be committed to it. Exactly. You've got to do it. You've got to have a regular plan for it. Um, and then the bare minimum is that reactionary, but the ultimate hope would be is that people managing this kind of experience can also be very proactive with it. Yes. Saying, how can we get the word out that what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we can help people with this, as opposed to just searching for your name and responding when somebody's complaining about you. That's so, right. Okay. All right. But it also sounds like, too, that still – a fairly new process for a lot of people. There's not, you know, not a, not tons. A majority of businesses are doing this right or doing this as aggressively as they could. But it sounds like it is something that's obviously on the on the growth pattern here. Yeah, so. it's on a strong growth pattern. And you're very right. There's not a lot of organizations that do this right. But if you think about it, in this day and age, there's not a lot of organizations that just do customer service right. True. Yeah, so, I was gonna say that was kind of a man. that was kind of a gap for a lot of businesses already. But I think the biggest message I pulled away from it Ed, is. You can't just create a social media customer service program and assume that's going to resolve your customer service experience. All it sounds like to me is just a communication vehicle about your customer service experience. If that, if that process, that internal process is not working, you could be as nice as you want to be on Facebook and Twitter and respond to people. It's not going to mean anything exactly. because the internal operations are still breaking down. Right. Uh, if you go out and say – Somebody complains online that their order didn't get to them as quickly as they expected. You can go on there and say, I'm sorry, all you want. But if the order is still going to take a long time to get there, that's it's going to be a, it's pointless. It's, it's just a wasted effort at that exactly. point. So making sure that internal process for customer service is there, how you respond to calls, how you respond to questions, making sure you've got all the right answers, making sure delivery and processing and everything goes smoothly – then you've got that social media element to find any of those isolated incidents and help smooth them over quickly and uh, kind of working it from that angle. Right. 20 years ago, uh, I used to do some work with um, uh, IT software development and information systems consulting. And we always used to say when they were at the time going from paper to computers, uh, the, the best automated process really starts with the best manual process. Well, mm -hmm. the best social media customer service really starts with existing good customer service. And if you can get your internal house in order, your general customer service policies, processes, training, employee attitudes, where they need to be, it's much easier to be great at social media customer service. Very, very nice. Now, uh, we normally like to do in our examples of some good and bad customer service experience. Can we keep our two examples within the social media realm? I know I've got one that is. Do you uh, think you have one in the social media, or were you going to step outside of that realm? I was stepping outside today. I hope that's all right. No, that's okay. So, that's all right. Uh, that's all right. This will be a 95% social media episode. We'll okay. have the one exclusion there. But uh, did you have a good or a bad one? Uh, yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> this is interesting. It was, it was good and bad. Okay, so. well, let me let you go first because sure. actually the one I'm going to give is about myself, and I'd like to go out on a very high note and talk about myself at the last minute. So Excellent. I'll let you go with your example first. Okay, so. mine is somewhat about myself in terms of a, it was an experience that I had. This is a story of uh, customer service, a kidney stone, and the emergency room. So okay. essentially uh, I woke up one morning for about four or five hours just after midnight and a lot of pain in my side. Eventually the pain went away. The next day I was, I was fine. The, the next morning, and this was a Monday morning, woke up, tremendous amount of pain in my side for about five hours, could not get rid of it. Uh, called the nurse on call at my physician practice. 
She, she answered my question. She was wonderful. And her conclusion was, you probably have gallstones. Go to the ER immediately. Ouch. So I went to the ER immediately about 6 o'clock. I uh, had to wait a little while. Um, when I went to go in and see the triage nurse, she was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and she told me, you don't have gallstones. That's obvious. So learning that, that was kind of a positive mm-hmm. because it sounded like it was more like a kidney stone, which apparently would not be as serious as the gallbladder. Uh, a gallstones issue and we took the x-rays i was in a room by 6 45 having had the x-rays done people treating me great getting the blood sample and and everything was perfect three hours and 45 minutes later the doctor came in to tell me that i could go home okay and the nurse at 6 45 had told me well it looks like a kidney stone i'm just going to get the doctor to read the x-ray and then at that point, he will let you go home, probably give you some pain meds. Yeah. Well, the doctor came in, said, you know, we just had a lot going on. And, you know, frankly, I had this one family that complained and I just didn't get to you. Sorry about that. Hmm. Uh, he wrote my orders. Um, there was an issue with the order where he prescribed some medicine that I told them I was allergic to. It was written down at the top of the prescription that I was allergic to it and he still prescribed it. Uh, And then I ended up leaving. So it was one of these situations where the attitude of the triage nurse was wonderful. The attitude of the nurse on call was wonderful, but I got some misinformation uh, from the the nurse on call, which mm -hmm. was corrected quickly. The process to get in there was wonderful. I had a volunteer gentleman who came in two or three times checking on me during that three hour, 45 minute wait. That was wonderful. The attitudes of the employees were great. But the fact that I told them I was allergic to something it was documented in the system and they still prescribed that medicine, that kind of sours you on the experience. The- well, and, and the shame of it is, too, is that it kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier about you can be all nice and warm and fuzzy. And that is one element of customer service. But that's not the deep issues that you really got to contend with. You're walking away saying, yeah, everybody was really nice and they really seemed like they wanted to do a good job for me. But... I mean, when you're talking about a, a, a reaction, allergic reaction to a medication, mm-hmm. that becomes could become an extremely serious issue. Exactly. And that's what people are going to remember a year from now as opposed to just how nice everybody was. Right. So it, the customer service process there was that sounds like they were busy, sounds like there was a lot going on, but – you know, you're still dealing with some very high sensitive things there. So, right. uh, and I was actually told by the nursing staff it was light. Oh, so, so kind of got a little conflicting messages right. there as well, too. Yeah, it was light, but the doctor's telling me it was busy and he had a complaint to deal with from this family. Three-hour, 45-minute wait when all he basically did was come in and tell me, yeah, yeah, what the nurse told you three hours, 45 minutes ago was correct. And then the medication being on there. So it was one of those situations where, wow, great attitudes. Wow, they got mm-hmm. me into x-ray quickly. Wow, that volunteer was wonderful during that long wait. He kept checking on me, seeing what he could do for me. It's a crossword puzzle. It's the warm blanket. It's this or that, the cable TV. I mean, he, he, all these wonderful things. But, but still, there were the negatives in there as well. And it was the wait and it was the fact that you didn't feel listened to with the information yeah. being wrong uh, and miscommunication. So it just goes to show an entire customer experience is not all about attitudes. Uh, it's about the process as well. It's about communications and feeling listened to throughout the process as well. Okay, great. Very interesting. So you had a little bit, a little bit of both sides of the coin there. But in yes. the end, it's still a negative. And it's, in the end, there was still a problem that had to be resolved and no matter how nice everybody was around you on that. Exactly. Well, I get to brag on myself for a minute, Excellent. which I don't, I don't think I've done in this show before. Uh, with a customer service experience, I was able to provide to others, and it is in the social media realm. Um, 
part of what our business does is a little bit of some marketing and multimedia work for some groups. And I did some work for a, an event that happened in our local area just a few months ago. And it was uh, bringing in a local, a, a cele- not a local, a celebrity to come in and speak and give a presentation here in our area. A lot of people were very excited about it. It got to be a pretty big event. We helped do the promotion and marketing of it. Um, so much were people excited about it that it became a little overwhelming and that there were only a certain number of tickets to be sold. And the demand was outstripping the number of tickets wow. that could be sold. And the decision was made you know, by the people running the organization that it was going to be tickets sold at the door. So all of a sudden, you've got a lot of people getting there, expecting to be able to get in and see this individual. And it was a little overwhelming, the response. So mm. some people got turned away. Oh, no. Now, I helped put up together a Facebook page for this event weeks before to help promote it. So I was going on there every few days and just making a nice little update. Hey, we're really excited. This event's coming. Here's some things to know. We recommend you get there at this time if you want to try to get tickets and all that. But of course, we had no idea what to expect. You know, it's not like there's an RSVP process. People weren't pre-ordering tickets. We had no idea. What I'm proud of myself for saying I was able to do is obviously from my smartphone and all that, I was able to be checking the Facebook page during the event itself. So I'm actually up in the bleachers, you know, watching this event, but I'm also checking the Facebook page to see, did anybody that got turned away, were they angry? Were they upset? Is anybody making comments about the experience so far? And I'm responding to those people like in the middle of the event while they're posting these comments. I was really proud of myself. It was quick. It was, I think at least the responses I got back from the people who did complain about not getting a ticket, they at least responded back graciously. It's like, well, thanks for letting me know how that worked out. We're still disappointed we didn't get in, but I appreciate the effort. You know, it's it's that smoothing over. I mean, it was a problem that I wish hadn't happened, but it did. So then you got to figure out as a business, what do you do to, to try to help make it right the best you can? And for these people, all it was was just talking to them and letting them know, hey, here's the situation. We're sorry this happened, but if we're able to bring this person back again, we'll make sure you know quickly so we can work out a different way of getting tickets to you. So, uh it was kind of funny, me just sitting in this event, and I'm actually typing Facebook responses back mm. to these people about the event that we were actually in right then. So that was, that was uh, you know, I won't say it was fun, but it was just kind of nice to know that we have the technologies in our fingertips where we can be responding like that uh, instead of waiting till the next day when you get to the office and all of a sudden you got a long list of things you got to respond to. Or, so. or the next day when one of those people writes into the local newspaper and all yes. of a sudden it blows up. You're, you you're uh, nipping it in the bud. You're being very quick, very responsive, using the method of communication that they want to use. That's right. Exactly. So that was, I was kind of, I'll pat myself on the back for that one. So uh, good job. Good. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I think we covered this topic pretty well. I feel good about it. I think uh, uh, hopefully we gave a good summary and some good advice to those of you in the the business world that are looking at how to use social media for that customer service experience, Uh, whether it's businesses, organizations, clubs, groups, anything. There's there's hopefully something you can learn from that. So with that, we're going to sign off for today. I just do encourage you to uh, tune in the next episodes we have over the next few months. Uh, And also, while you're at it, listen to some of the other shows we have online. We have some other business-related shows as well as arts and entertainment shows all on TheMesh.tv. And we do have, and I I was going to mention this to you, we do have a phone number now for The Mesh where people can call in and leave a message. And if they want to leave a message for this particular show, a question, Mm -hmm. a thought, maybe a future topic idea, they can actually call the number and leave a voicemail. Just say that you're leaving a message for Stepping Up Service. And if it's something that we can play, 
here on the show, we'll do that. Maybe it's a question we can respond to, or maybe it's just some people giving us some notes and feedback on some things they'd like to hear us talk about in the future. So if you do have some ideas, please feel free to call the number. Uh, it is listed on the mesh.tv's website. Of course, I don't have it right in front of me. That's a very poor host. I should have had that prepared in front of me, but we will make sure it's on the uh, uh, listed on the website. So if you go to themesh.tv, uh, you can definitely make sure you call that number. And since we're talking social media, uh, The Mesh is on Facebook. So of course, we'd love to hear some of your feedback on Facebook as well. Feel free to like The Mesh. If you do a search for The Mesh on Facebook, uh, like us. And that way we can have a good engaging conversation with you as well. And we look forward to any comments or thoughts you may have to share with us too. Um, Ed Gagnon with Customer Service Solutions. Ed, again, the website where people can find your business. Sure. It's uh, CSSAmerica.com. All one word, CSSAmerica.com. Correct. Great. Uh, doing a lot of great work in the customer service world. And I'm Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group at thejacksongroup.com. Uh, we're happy to be here with Stepping Up Service, and we'll look forward to talking to you next month. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.